Hello everyone and welcome back to the Humans of Hope podcast. Today we spoke to Dr. Jamie Lingwood, who is a lecturer in psychology here at Hope. Jamie spoke about his journey with psychology from his initial interest at school level all the way through to his professional career and how his research has changed and developed. He spoke about some interesting techniques that you can apply to everyday life, so we actually learned a lesson in this session. This was a fantastic episode and we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Humans of Hope podcast. My name is Steve, I'm a student recruitment officer at the university. My name is Melissa and I'm a creative projects officer here at our creative campus. Hi and uh, my name is Jamie Lingwood and I'm a lecturer in psychology at Liverpool Hope. So we're just going to throw you straight in. Jamie, obviously your first week on campus and first day you're going to be doing the podcast, which is really exciting. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, now, we've done a little bit of sneaking around to see your background. Um, so we obviously know you look into child development and research areas around that. But the first question we always like to ask our academic staff um, is what it is about the subject that made you interested enough to pro progress to this level? Was it always an interest or did it come later on in your life? So I think um, I, I first became interested in psychology when I was about, I think it was about 15 or 16. Um, so my my mum was actually uh, studying an, an A level an A level in psychology, and I remember she had this textbook kind of lying around the house. I still remember it now. It's uh, Richard Gross' textbook, and I, I think it still gets used actually in psychology courses uh, for teaching. And and yeah, I remember just kind of you know flicking through it. I was quite you know intrigued to see what mum was up to, and um, I, I just kind of had a bit of an interest in it early on. I didn't, I didn't really understand this this book that much particularly, but it was just a you know a couple of things that I found interesting. You know, about psychology, it was all about something to do with behaviour and the science of behaviour, and I thought, oh, that sounds you know quite interesting. And and then um, when I went to uh, to college, I, I, my my school didn't have a sixth form, so I kind of went to to a separate college and mm -hmm. chose to study psychology. And I think just from that first lesson I just kind of I don't know it just sort of hit me it was like this is this is just me all over this is kind of my bag this is something that I'm just interested in straight away and um, yeah I never kind of had that at school there wasn't a particular subject that I you know really really liked I kind of you know I did okay at school but um, it, it wasn't really until I got to, to college and I found psychology I just thought you know this is me this is me all over so I think it spawned from there really. And has it changed, would you say, from obviously your bachelor's right through to the end of your PhD? Like, do you, if you could look at yourself at your PhD when you were a first year student at university, would you be surprised at how far you went along it? Yeah, I think I've kind of, um, I've come on this journey where I've, to be honest, I've had a little bit of a, a go at each, uh, various different types of, of psychology. I'm I'm, I'm kind of a proud uh, jack of all trades, really. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. I see, I, I kind of see that as a positive thing, you know, it's, mm. um, so I, I started out really interested in um, forensic psychology. So I, after my undergraduate degree, I went on to do uh, a master's in forensic psychology. Originally, I wanted to uh, join the police. Uh, I come from a family of uh, police officers, so I kind of always had a bit of this, this interest in that. Um, and I really wanted to actually become a data an an uh, analyst. So I was looking, wow. looking at kind of jobs around that. And 
I can't really remember what happened, but along the way, I sort of became more and more interested in, in research and kind of academia. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I sort of looked at applying for PhDs in forensic psychology and yeah, kind of got knocked back quite a few times. I applied for a few, wasn't, you know, didn't really get very far with it. And then this opportunity just came up um, at Sheffield University where I did my undergraduate. Um, and it was actually looking at um, children's navigational skills and looking at how children learn to navigate and, and adults as well. And mm. I just thought, you know, that sounds really interesting. I don't really know anything about it, but I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go. Um, and yeah, I kind of never really looked back really from then. So really, really grateful for that opportunity that, that came up. Yeah. So if that hadn't have came up, would you have gone that way naturally, do you feel? Or was it just a spur in the moment? I've always had an interest in, in developmental psychology. So kind of working with, with children and looking at child development. So I did my bachelor's uh, dissertation and my master's dissertation working with children. So I always was kind of interested in that area, but I don't know. I think honestly, if that opportunity hadn't have, have come up for this PhD, um, I think I maybe would have gone into teaching or something like that. Maybe, um, maybe a sixth form teacher mm. of psychology, that kind of thing. So still, you know, interested in, in psychology, but maybe a slightly, slightly different route. So, yeah. yeah. And you continue in that area now in your teaching at Hope, obviously you started in January. Um, like what, what are you researching at the moment in the course? Um, so in terms of my my research, I've I'm still got a real kind of interest in, in in navigation, and I've published a few papers on on that. But as I said, I'm, as I'm a jack of all trades, I've kind mm -hmm. of now now tried something a little bit different. And and the last five years, I've been a researcher um, working on a couple of different projects um, looking at children's language development. Uh, so both of those projects were particularly looking at shared book reading. So mm. looking at what effect parents and children sharing books together, what effect does that have on children's vocabulary? So that's, yeah, that's kind of the, the area of research that I'm particularly interested in, in now and, um, and have been, yeah, as I said, for the last, last few years, really. Mm. It's interesting. You, um, you mentioned, um, how many areas really there are of psychology and that you're a, a jack of all trees within them and is psychology i guess is a, an umbrella term for many many rabbit holes that you could go into within the area and i guess you're the perfect person to ask this question to then so is there a particular piece of research or test that you, text that you think you know maybe a novice in psychology or a sixth form student should read to really develop their understanding or bridge that gap between sorts of sixth form college to university study? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. I think um, there are a couple that kind of spring to mind, but one in particular that's always stuck with me is a book called Bad Science by Ben mm. Goldacre. So it's it's not specifically about just psychology. It's kind of looking mm. at science more generally, but it's really good at kind of encouraging the reader to think about how we evaluate uh, science and how we kind of critically evaluate studies and research and I think that's really um, important you know particularly over the last couple of years when you know we've all kind of become armchair scientists in a way with 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 COVID and and you know uh, the Downing Street briefings and, mm. and that kind of thing so I think it's um, yeah that book's really even now I kind of often 
use examples from that book in, in teaching, um, mm. particularly around uh, being able to kind of evaluate studies and, and how kind of well studies have been designed and then what that says about the results and that kind of thing. And mm. yeah, so I would always recommend that book to, uh, to students. Amazing. And with psychology being uh, so sort of multidisciplinary, I would say, I guess, I guess that's the right word. You know, there's <laughs> many different areas of, of psychology. Um, obviously within that, there comes a lot of crossover with, with other sorts of subjects and stuff. Now, I know that you're interested in children's development and, you know, myself being a, a student of education and early childhood in a previous life, I was, um, I found the links between sort of childhood and psycho psychology quite interesting. And, you know, at Liverpool Hope, psychology can be combined with a lot of subjects and you know you've, you are fairly recent to university so when i used to reel off some of the more popular ones or but do you do you have you find that as you've gone through um psychology as an undergraduate to postgraduate and now in the position that you you're in now is there a common sort of um popular combination that always seems to come up you know whether it is psychology with something like education uh with early childhood and would you say because psychology has changed as a discipline are the, are the ones that are sort of you know more fashionable or is the ones that are quite new that likes being shed on you know sort of psychology and music for example yeah i think the the combinations is really interesting one and it's something that really drew me to hope uh mm. as a as a staff member um you know i've always tried to kind of make those links um, particularly in my area of child development, you know, make those links with people from education, that kind of thing. Because to me, it makes so much more sense to to work in a multidisciplinary team yeah. with you know experts from from different areas uh, and that and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I think it's just really you know it's hugely important. And again, from what I've seen at Hope, there's there's lots of different combinations that students can do with, you know, obviously dual honours as dual mm. honours um, students and that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, as I said, that's that's what really kind of drew me to uh, to Hope. Um, so from your perspective, you would almost re encourage or at least recommend people consider doing a dual honours and sort of um, studying something that widens their understanding you know for for early childhood say in psychology they you know a student could take influences from early childhood into their psychology work and vice versa would you so would you encourage people to combine psychology with another subject absolutely yeah i think that really makes you kind of um particularly uh well-rounded as well so in psychology we will you know, design studies, we'll analyze our data in a particular way, we'll write them up in a, in a particular format. And I'm, you know, from what I've seen, it's that that might be very different in, in say, education or um, in, in music or dance or mm. something like that. So yeah, I think that it's always good to kind of get these different perspectives. And, and mm. as I said, it kind of makes you more, um, not only more kind of well rounded, but thinking ahead to when students graduate and careers and that kind of thing, if you've, mm. if you've shown that, um, that you've, you can, uh, work, you know, in different types of environments with different types of subjects, you know, you, you're showing that, um, you're a, you're a jack of all trades, if you like, you know, mm. as I said, I see that as a real positive thing. I think that that's, that's, um, something that employers are, you know, really, uh, after at the moment. Mm, definitely. And you mentioned earlier how, um, I guess science as a whole and psychology is 
is more accessible to people now. Um, you know, we, like you said, with COVID, everyone's sort of an armchair scientist. And I guess there's a lot of, um, we had a conversation with your colleague, Tom, not too long ago. And there's, he was speaking about some of the misconceptions of, you know, we only use 20% of our brain for this or our brain is left or right-sided and this kind of thing. But as, as you know, someone with legitimate sort of knowledge on the area of psychology, do you have an interesting fact about like psychology, maybe a stat or when we could have dinner parties, something that you bring out to make people say, wow, like that's a really interesting insight. Yeah, I think um, to totally take your point that there's a lot of myths and that kind of thing mm. uh, surrounding psychology. Um, like you can read people's minds is my favorite. Exactly. Like Lorna yeah. brought yeah. out to us. Yeah. I remember you talked about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what? So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go from more a kind of um, a tip more than a fact, but hopefully okay. people okay. can find this interesting. I like so, it. As we started, I started out talking about um, how I did my PhD in, in navigation and, and looking at how children and adults learn to navigate how they learn new routes and that kind of thing so this is something that when i was doing my phd people were you know often quite interested in and one of the things that people would often say is you know i i get lost all the time you know i'm always mm. getting lost um how do i kind of get better at wayfinding or learning a new route okay so this is the tip this is my tip of how you mm. how you do that so what you're going to do is you're going to use what's called a look back strategy Okay, okay so and you might you might have come across this before and, and listeners might have as well but yeah let's say you're um you're learning you need to get from a to b okay so mm -hmm. you're at a, a is the hotel room and you need to get to a, a restaurant and it's a it's an unfamiliar um city mm -hmm. that you've never been to before so when you're so you're gonna have a look at your map and you go okay i need to go you know this way i need to turn left at the church etc etc so when you're doing that initial route from A to B, what you're going to do now and again, when you're walking this route, you're going to look back behind your shoulder and you're going to look at the kind of visual scene and just try and take a bit of information in as to what you mm. can see. Um, and you're just going to do this kind of as you go through the route. And the reason that this is going to help you is because if you think about it, when you're going from A to B, um, the visual scene is going to look a particular way. So say if you can see a church, you're going to see the front of that church. But the problem is, is that when you're then going from B to A, mm. you're going to be seeing that church from a different perspective. So you're going to see mm. the back of the church, which is going to look completely different. So often what happens is that people struggle to, uh, they, they find it okay to get to A to B, but when they're retracing their steps, they mm -hmm. get lost. And that's because the visual scene looks completely different. So by looking back on the initial route, you're going to be taking individual scene and seeing what it looks like on that return journey. Mm -hmm. And this has been shown to actually reduce the number of errors that, that adults and children make. Um, and it can also reduce the, the, the amount of time it takes to, to walk the route, for example. Um, so there you go. There's my, there's my tip. Hopefully that reason, I think the one. reason that re resonates so well with Melissa and myself is in our role of going to different parts of the country and, you know, Ireland and wherever and going to places we've never been before to speak to students, go, well, in a previous sort of time, speak to students and go to schools. And so many times we've had that. I think of a time in, in Jersey when I literally had that exact thing that you just described was, I think it was this street that I went down, but it looks totally different now um, because 
you know that that house is on the right and not the yeah. left sort of thing yeah. completely that's and so that's one of the things i love about psychology is it makes sense things in psychology just make sense yeah. it's almost sort of commonsensical but it's, it's common so interesting. yeah yeah and I, I think, moment, yeah yeah i think it's a kind of easy thing to do as well it's just you know a quick look behind your shoulder mm. um you know obviously you don't do it if you're driving or something but you know w- walking <laughs> yeah. is is fine but um but yeah hopefully you find that useful <laughs> do you find that mel do you find that you have that when you're walking around places but it's always when we go to london with work um because that <laughs> is a whole well i don't know i don't think that would work on the underground somehow because it all looks the same <laughs> but um it's it's definitely it just clicked there when you said it's because it looks different when you're walking home it took me a second mm. and flew with these types of things but it's yeah. like it's just, it's, it's <laughs> so i'm gonna use that next time i go there you I go let us, yeah. let us know how you get on let us know you um, <laughs> have you did you use that a lot you know it's your first day on campus jamie did you use that at all today when you were going to office you know, to... I, I was just about to say i've actually been you I've, I've been using it today because especially <laughs> so so obviously something like you know you go from a i don't know a hotel room to a restaurant i mean some people would say well i'll just use you know a sat nav or something like that mm. but actually somewhere like a, a new building or something like that mm. you know you can't really just put into the sat nav the you know the, the yeah. room number or something um so yeah i've actually been using it today and sort of <laughs> looking back and uh, uh yeah so hopefully that's that's helped me i've managed to find my way back to the office anyway so there you go <laughs> you that's, think? Good. that's so good um oh. so move, moving on to um I guess people listening who were who were interested in psychology and maybe interested in hope, maybe interested in both. Um, as someone who's been on that route from, you know, doing it in in college to university to now the level that you are, what do you think makes a successful student in psychology? Is there a particular attribute you feel that you have to have? Yeah, I think there's a few that kind of uh, spring to mind. Um, I would say somebody who's kind of intellectually curious um, mm. and that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about you know this ability to kind of um, evaluate evidence and that kind of thing so not just take something at face value um, I think that's a really good kind of attribute for students to have um, I'd say as well having balance you know um, so I think what's really important is I find in my experience the, be- the students who tend to do well um, also have kind of hobbies and interests outside of, mm. of, of work. And, um, and I think that really helps them to kind of, you know, focus um, and it gives them a bit of a, an escape from, from work as well. So I think mm. that's, that's really important too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like I say, we, 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 uh, we know you're, you're new to the university as well, but for, I guess this is an interesting question from, from your perspective. You know, we normally ask our guests when someone decides to study psychology. I hope what are, what kind of experiences can they expect? But for you, was there something that you thought? I hope that I can't wait for my students to be involved with that. You know, was it the small class sizes? Was it the accreditation? Was it the facilities that we've got? Yeah, I think there's, it's all of those things that you talk about. I mean, one of the things that I'm you know really looking forward to is I've had a bit of a tour of the facilities um, in the last week, and you know there's just so many kind of options for students, particularly for dissertations and that kind of thing. So, mm. for example, if you wanted to do an eye tracking study or something like that, you know we've got all of those facilities here. We've got the expertise to to help you get set up with that. Um, so the facilities is a is, you know is a real 
kind of bonus, I think, um, particularly if we're thinking about dissertations and that kind of mm. thing. I think as well, on a kind of personal level, one of the things that drew me to, to Hope is that it's got a real kind of collegial feel. Mm. You know, we all kind of help each other out and from what I've seen, you know, work work together. And, and so I think students are going to get a, you know, a really good experience. They're going to get uh, expertise in a, in a range of different areas in, in psychology. Mm. Um, and as I said, because of the collegial kind of feel we've got links to you know education mm. dance criminology all those kinds of things so that we can even if you do a dual on a subject you can you know when it gets to your dissertation you can kind of tailor that to what mm. you're particularly interested in and you you mentioned there the the facilities the technologies that we've got how that can really help cater the degree to the individual students how you've got links to other departments and stuff and so all of those great things like what, what does that mean for a student once they've graduated? And in particular with the accreditation, for someone listening, what, what does that mean? Where can that accreditation take them once they've graduated? Yeah, so I think, so yeah, it's important to say that even with, if you're doing a dual um, on a subject uh, with, you know, psychology with another, with another subject, you will still get that BPS um, accreditation. Mm. And that's kind of the first sort of stepping stone really um, into a career into psychology. So graduates might go on to say, uh, go into clinical psychology. Um, mm. They might work in as assistant clinical psychologist, for example. Um, so or they might go into health psychology, forensic psychology, et cetera. So, so yeah, employees are always looking for that, um, what's called the BPS accreditation. Mm. Um, and that's what, what we can, we can provide at Hope. And that's kind of like an initial stepping stone really, as mm. people go into their, their careers once they've left Hope. Yeah, that's interesting. I was going to say, like, I feel like Tom spoke about how, um, he knows a few of his students are doing like, all sorts now like research different books going on to phds um what would you say um just to round off suppose the student section what would you say they should maybe prepare for now if they're in the same position as you studying psychology at a level um you know what steps should they maybe sort of take to get ready to come if they're thinking of applying for hope or anywhere else so i think just um be guided by their own interests really so if they've got a particular interest in a you know particular area of psychology then um you know they might want to email one of the members of staff in that area and say reach out to them and say i'm interested in this area you know have you got any kind of papers that you think that i might want to read and then they can yeah just kind of start to look at a particular area of psychology that they like so i would just say be guided by, by what you're interested in you know that's again you know the most successful students uh if you've got an interest in in a particular area of psychology or psychology overall then you're kind of you know you're well on your way there you um you tend to do quite well anyway so so yeah i would i would say kind of be guided by your by your own interests really there yeah. that sounds positive and confident as well i feel like if i was a prospective student listening i would feel like okay i got that i'm comforted in that and it's not so intimidating so that's really good to hear um, I'd say that resonates as well for like a lot of our subjects and I suppose that brings us nicely on to finishing off the last section like the community feel and you know how reassuring we are as um, a university and how reassuring our lectures are so I know you're very new um, so we won't torture you with too many like questions about <laughs> campus but I don't know you've only been on campus for a day do you already have a favourite spot or have you, have you looked around much at all? 
Well, uh, yeah, I've had a look around. I've been to the um, artisan shop, which is mm. slightly off campus, but that was really good. I had a really yeah. good turkey and avocado sandwich, so I can recommend that. I know exactly <laughs> where that is, yes. Yeah, and they're, then they're, their sausage rolls are quite good as well, if you're, if you're yeah, I Yeah, I did see the sausage rolls, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I regretted not getting one, actually, as soon as I left, so... Uh, you know, save save that for next time. But, I, I um, make a, another food recommendation just across the road from there is Italian restaurant called Vincenzo's, which yes. is fantastic. I have been there, yeah. I have been oh, there, nice. and that was that was amazing. Yeah, that's my, and I'm a big fan of Italian food and yeah, mm. pasta and pizza. So yeah. Uh, sorry, this is not my favorite <laughs> place. This, that's you, Jimmy. Sorry. I... <laughs> no, it's good to know because one of the most asked questions we get when we do like open days and things with students, obviously, what's close by, and if the academic enjoys it, then. Yeah. It yeah. Too. It can have both. Um, an, yeah. We, we always ask, um, obviously it's Human to Hope podcast, and we always like I love to ask, you know, what makes Human of Hope and what do you feel about the Hope community? So I know you've been teaching online um since January, but suppose what have you picked up so far? Like how do you feel about hope? And you know, would you recommend it, suppose, as a staff member and, and the general atmosphere? Yeah, I couldn't recommend it more. I mean, it's I've I've been here for about four months, and I honestly feel like I've you know been here for a long time, and that's in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just got a really friendly feel to it. Um, colleagues are really um, encouraging and supportive. You know, it's obviously been hard starting a new job mm. uh, online, but it's yeah, it's been brilliant, and uh, the students have been excellent there very engaging you know they ask lots of really good questions um and i think it gives because we're such a friendly you know university and department um i think that encourages students to kind of reach out to us and like we talked mm. about earlier we talked about you know if a student wants to contact me and you know say what should i read i'm going to be doing i'm interested in child development you know what papers should i read we'd be absolutely delighted if someone re you know reached out and, and said yeah. that to us we'd be more than willing to to kind of um put point them in the right direction so so yeah i think overall it's been it's a really friendly friendly university i think it's you know it's in a great city as well you know i'm mm. as you could probably tell i'm not from liverpool <laughs> but um yeah i've lived here for pretty much oh, probably about 6 7 years now and mm. you know yeah, we're we're very happy here, and it's a very <laughs> friendly city. So it's yeah, so many so many things to to say that uh, that suggest that yeah, it's just a great great city and great university. Amazing. That runs uh, really nicely. So. That always warms. When someone speaks about hope nicely, that warms my heart. But as a scouser, when someone says something nice about Liverpool, then that really uh, that's that's two strikes for me. That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us. And I think anyone listening, if you are thinking of studying psychology, I hope this gave you some reassurance and gave you a wee mm. bit of an insight into the course here at Hope. So definitely. And I think what's really interesting for anyone listening is not only experience listening to this and getting that knowledge of, of the course but also the perspective of someone who's also fairly new to the university and yeah. um i think that's a that'll be something that's on students mind so i'm sure that'll be really helpful so thank you for being so insightful with your experience jamie it's been an absolute pleasure no problem at all thanks very much for having me guys really enjoyed it oh, thank you